Welcome to the Brie Bowl Podcast, where Brianna encourages women to be confident in exactly who they are, no matter their season of life. A place to have your cup filled, because after all, you can't pour from an empty cup. If you could use some inspiring words of encouragement or some insight into motherhood and or marriage, this is your place. Throw out the judgment and welcome the laughs because Brianna is just a girl following a calling and learning as she goes. Join the COO of her household, wife, and mother as she shares her heart. And now, your host, Brianna Prickett. Hey, Brie Bold fam, we are here sitting down with our first ever guest on the podcast, and I am so excited. It is my dear friend, Alex, who specializes in her content creation. She is a marketing coordinator by day and by night. She is delving into petite fashion, all things gluten-free, and I want y'all to get to know her. So without further ado, let's um, let Alex introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her day job. Here she is. Well, thank you for that introduction. I'm honored to be the first guest. It's truly such a fun experience to watch Brie grow her dreams and then help be a part of them. So I'm honored and happy to be here. But yeah, I am a marketing coordinator. I work for a custom home builder. Um, I love my job. I love working in the interior design home industry. Um, I've been I graduated from Stephen F. Austin State University in 2017 with a marketing degree, never expecting to go into like the digital social media world, but honestly, creating a blog, doing social media got me to different jobs that helped me grow to end up to where I am now. And so I'm so happy that those unexpected steps led me to where I am now. But yeah, so I'm a 27-year-old single girl living life up at the parents' house because what millennial can afford a house in this market, but I love my family and I couldn't see myself anywhere else. So if you're single and you live with your parents, you are not alone. Yes. And about that. So coming from the real estate background, I think the market is trying to correct itself right now. So it should be getting a little bit better. Um, but I was the exact same way. I lived at home until the week of my wedding. So, um, I get that. My parents just made it too easy. Yeah. Spoiled life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We had a maid and I got cooked for it and I didn't have to buy groceries. And who would want to move out of that? Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) where I am. Yes, for sure. Okay. So I was texting Alex probably like years, months ago. We actually met through... It was originally the Sassy Club created by Danny Austin (laughs) Facebook group. And from that, it got too big, so it kind of broke off into the Houston Club. And I guess it was through meetups. Yeah, we met at a meetup. Yeah. Like, probably three, almost four years ago. Yeah, I think so. Me and Haley were trying to figure out when it was, and I couldn't remember. But I'm sure there's a post we can go back and look. And look at. Yes. So that's how we met. Um, And I just think Alex is so fabulous and so gifted in what she does. She's the friend that we all go to. And we're like, Alex, what apps are you using to (laughs) edit or post things? Or you always have the best ones. Thank you. The type two Enneagram in me loves hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. 
There is a book that we're going to be discussing today, and before we dive into it, I wanted to give the background of how it made its way into my life. So the name of the book is The Single Woman by Mandy Hale, and rewind back to, let's say, 2014 or 2015. I was living in San Antonio, but... It was probably 2015 because I was post-grad, so I wasn't in college anymore. And I had a girlfriend through church tell me I needed to read this book. And I was single, had no potentials, and I think that was really before dating apps were like a thing because I don't remember that really being an option or wondering if I should get on them or not. But um, anyways, sat down in a coffee shop. She gave me her copy of The Single Woman to read, and... I was like, okay, I took it, I opened it. She talked about being single at age 30 and I like slammed the book (laughs) and I was like, no thanks, I don't want this. Like this terrifies me. And anyways, something in my spirit told me to just keep going. So I finished reading it and I can wholeheartedly say that this book was so impactful on my life's trajectory in regards to relationships that I just tell everyone that I know that is single that they need to read this. So of course I told Alex, but um, ironic enough, the week after I finished that book, I was so content being single. And then that's when I had the second date with my now husband and the rest was history. So that's my background with it, how it impacted my life. And I just wanted to ask you, Alex, what were your favorite takeaways from this book? If you could share those with us. Of course. So Brie has been telling me about this book for probably like two years now. (laughs) And I finally gave in and read it. And it stands up to what she says. It really does like impact you. And not in the fact that like, if you're single, you need to read this, but you do any aspect, anything that you're wanting to, because it talks about a lot of different things, friendships, how to grow relationships, you know, um, so it's not just like anybody can really um, relate to it and find it useful. That's a good way to put it. So the first one that stood out for me, I have like a lot highlighted in this book, but the first one is their definition of being single and it's single, adjective, too strong, too smart, and too fabulous to settle. Ooh, I like that. Yes. So like, yes, I'm single and it's like not that I can't find anybody. I just am not settling. I'm Mm -hmm. not wasting my time with somebody Mm -hmm. that is below my standards. Yep. So that was like one of the first ones. So the next takeaway I have is one that showed up from Instagram, but it's honestly flows right in with the next part of this book. And it says, so drop your expectations and timelines and let God show you his perfect provisions as you seek him and wait on him. Just because it's not what you expected doesn't mean it still can't be good. I didn't expect to be single at 27 years old. I had like a whole different vision for my life. I would be married by now, have a family, a house, all of that. And my life, it looks completely different than how I wanted to. And so in the book, it talks about stop trying to skip ahead to the next chapter or flip back to the last chapter. Enjoy the page you're on right this very minute. Totally hits home. We are constantly, you know, if I lose five pounds, I'll be happy. If I get this job promotion, I'll be happy. Um, if I have love right now, I'll be happy. If I'm married, you know, pregnancies, all those things. We keep, I want, I want, I wish, I wish. When we get this, when I achieve this, 
then I will be happy. But God wants us to be happy now in every chapter, every aspect, every battle we're going through. Yeah, for sure. And I think you just have to find your happy and and let it be in the present because that's all you really have. You, you know, you're not looking backwards and you're, you can't speed up time either. And I think it's interesting that God is not limited by time. I was, I posted a reel the other day that was talking about God sees the future generations and what they need. So the calling he's giving you could be helping them. Um, And I thought that was really interesting and just kind of goes in into what you said, like it's our timeline that stresses us out and not God's not worried. So why should we be? Exactly. He has like this ultimate plan that some of things that we never expected, things that are like way bigger and better that we could have ever envisioned for our lives. And it's really cool to like be able to experience that and be surprised and like to find out you know I know and how exciting like how exciting like I was telling Alex that like I never expected to have two baby girls and now I'm pregnant with my our second daughter and I, I it's so exciting for your life to turn out differently than you pictured it but it's also better. better yeah better than what you would ever imagined and to flow with that another takeaway from this book that I highlighted It says, I think God created the season as a gentle reminder that nothing in life is permanent, not joy, not pain, not friendship, and sometimes not even love. So yes, just because we're being single and we're going through this long waiting period or whether you're trying to get pregnant, you know, whatever your season is, you're meant to be going through that. And it's temporary. Everything's temporary. Oh, that's so good. That is so good because that applies to so much and like in my life I'm I'm glad the third trimester is temporary because it's uncomfortable but (laughs) I just asked for prayer requests and I had quite a few fertility um, prayer requests and that's kind of what I also wanted to tell them and what I kind of prayed for them specifically about was it's just temporary you know you're gonna get through this there's light at the end of the tunnel it does get better so that's a great thing to keep top of mind how would you say you respond to red flags in dating Ooh, good question i have gotten the whole catfish thing and we can go into that but i've ignored red flags um in the past and now it's to the point to where when finding the right person I'm not going to be ignoring red flags and making excuses for them because once you do that for one, it's going to continue and then you're just going to fall into deeper waters and you're going to be struggling to get up to the surface. So once you have one red flag or something that doesn't meet your expectations, um, you you can't ignore it. You have to just put it to like end it, you know, end it nicely, hopefully, and then move on onto the next because you don't want to be making excuses for the rest of your life. It's just not worth it. Mm, That's good. That is so good. And what would you say was the silver lining of going through the catfishing journey? If you want to share more about it and then kind of what you learned from it. Yeah. So in the book, it also talks about like friendships and how you need to rely on your friendships. Um, It also talks about like how not everybody is going to be in your life. Um, The whole catfishing thing definitely ignored some of my friends and their advice and what they knew was best for me. I did lose a couple of friends from that, but again, 
not everyone is meant to be in every season of your life. And so that was really hard. Um, you know, I don't like making mistakes. I'm a perfectionist to Enneagram. So like making a mistake, falling for someone's lies, ruining friendships, ignoring red flags, making excuses for them. I've definitely learned to like, you, you can't do that. Like life's too precious to like make those mistakes. So yeah, it sucks that that happened, but I've definitely grown from that. Everything happens for a reason. It was terrible that that happened to me, but I'm not the only one either. I know quite other people, more people than I would have expected to have experienced the same thing. So it's a relatable issue, um, but definitely there's hope and growth from it. I love that. Yeah, I think it is in our day and age, technology is makes it so easy yeah. for people to come across as real when they're really just hype. It's hard. Even yeah. me being in such a technological field and like knowing things, and I did my research and background checks and all that stuff, and I am smart, but man, that one still got me. Like I still like fell under someone's trap, so I got stuck in their sticky web of lies, and it'll you know make you more careful for sure. But um, definitely not ignoring any red flags in the future. So Yeah, I love that. I love that. And what would you say you want out of a relationship or want in a relationship, Ooh, I guess? Good question. So in the book, um, it talks about wanting love and finding love is not to complete yourself. You need to be complete on your own. Oh, mic drop moment. Yes. That is yes. something that... Oh, so if so you're good. single for like a really long time, you have to be patient. You have to find yourself. You have to love your life being single. And when you're finding yourself, you're not going to be looking for yourself in somebody else because you're not going to find that. You have to find yourself, you know, first. first. So I would want somebody not to complete me, but to compliment me. And that was mentioned in the book. And I was like, oh, that's so good. So I definitely want somebody to be supportive, be my best friend. You know, we compliment each other. Um, we help each other out in all different aspects of our life. And Bree's talked about this a long time ago, and it stuck with me as like a good marriage advice. Um, but you had said a while back, like that you would talk to Matt and be like, "How can I help you this week?" Like, "Oh, I have a huge meeting on Tuesday. Like, I'm going to be a little stressed. So maybe if you help me and make my lunch or something, you know, like it'll help ease the stress." You know, like wow, I need to take my own advice because that's I need to do that more often. <laughs> you you said that and I was like, I'm not even in a relationship, but I'm gonna remember this because that's so helpful. Because mm-hmm. again, type two, I like being helpful to others mm-hmm. and I also like people helping me out, and that's what I would want in a future relationships. Like how can we best help each other in our most stressful environments and prepare for that? Not everything you can prepare. Some you know Right. Some things are unexpected, but right. that I'm something I'm looking for is someone to compliment me, help me help me pursue my dreams. We both have dreams and goals that we're going to go after and not just be stuck in the routine of everyday life. And nothing's wrong with everyday life. Like I look forward to going grocery shopping with my future someone and preparing for, you know, Christmas and holiday. But helping somebody achieve their goals, I don't know, to me it just brings more purpose to your life and to your relationship and just to know like I helped you achieve that. Like we worked together on that. Like mm-hmm. when you were in a funk, I got you out, you know, like I got you back on track. And just to do that for each other, I feel like that is definitely something I want in a future relationship. Yeah, I love that. I think one thing that was kind of an aha moment to me, it was I think back in January and I 
had some quiet time in the morning and I have a piece of art in my bedroom that's the Corinthians mm. love verse. And it talks about like, love is kind, love is, yeah, yeah. you know that verse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so nowhere in there does it say love is happy. And so many people go through life and end their marriage because they're not happy. But nowhere in the Bible does it say love is supposed to be happy. Yeah. And it's supposed to be joyful. It's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be, you know, um, not doing evil. But it never says happy. And I think that's where so many times people are like, I'm single. I want to meet someone. But I just want someone who makes me happy. happy. Exactly. You have to be happy already, content with your life. Mm-hmm. Someone someone can make you happy in one split moment. Yeah. You can go to a comedy show and be happy. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you leave, are you going to be happy? Yeah. That person's not telling you jokes anymore. No. So, yeah, definitely have to find yourself first before you find a relationship. Yeah, and no, it's not fair for anyone to have to carry your happiness. Exactly. That's too much stress on a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, too much pressure, and that's not how it's supposed to be. So when marriages fail because they weren't, quote-unquote, happy, well, that was your fault, too, because you should already be happy. (laughs) But um, so that was another snippet that I just was like, oh, that's very interesting. So I love when they talk about that in the book. That stuck with me was the being a whole person yourself before you get into a relationship and that no one should complete you. Yeah. They should just compliment you because that is so important. I had like a meme or a quote. It says, a woman who knows what she brings to the table is not afraid to eat alone. And I think that is so impactful because it's just saying like, I know what I bring to the table. Like I'm not going to settle until you match that or one up me. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying like I'm the most perfect person. I'm going to be the perfect wife. Nobody is, Mm -mm. but I know I'm wife material. I'm not going to be settling around for people who aren't at my level. Yeah. Um, we need some husband material. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. For sure. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me, Alex. I have a few questions in closing and that I wanted to ask you. So what is your favorite movie that when it's on the TV, you could watch it over and over? Oh my gosh. You're talking to like the movie buff here. Like I (laughs) love classic, like I love a lot of different types of movies, but I'm one of those people who I'd rather watch a movie that I've already seen mm-hmm. than watch something new. And I'm pretty sure that has to do with like anxiety or something is what my <laughs> sister would say. But I have so many movies. I go from like the classics with anything with Audrey Hepburn and Grace Kelly mm-hmm. to um, 80s movies. I grew up on 80s movies. Dang, I think I missed out and on all rom-coms. of rom-coms. I have so many. Like... The Goonies, uh-huh. if you... I've never seen it. Okay. That's a movie we watch every road trip in our family in the car. We can quote that whole movie. That, I'm going to go watch it now. It's <laughs> so funny. It's such an 80s movie. Um, and it's... I, I just freaking love that movie. And then, man, I don't know what else. Anything Audrey Hepburn. Rear Window with Grace Kelly is really good. It's kind of suspenseful. Yeah. Oh, Devil Wears Prada. Hands down. Oh, I have seen that one. Hands down. I quote that one a lot. Um, (laughs) Remember the Titans. Anything Disney, honestly. Remember the Titans. My sister and I quote that a lot. But we are huge Disney fans, 80 movies fans, and then I like classical movies and Love rom-coms. It. So Perfect. Okay, and then the last question, which I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, so it <laughs> might be weighing it on you 
you know, without a heads up. But what is the best piece of advice you've been given? Let's, we'll narrow it down. Not ever, but that applies to your life right now. Best piece of advice. Oh, snap. My life right now. Um, right now, I'm kind of going through, like, what you envisioned for your life isn't always what's best. So, like, trust in the unexpectedness, and God always has something way better in plan. And we kind of talked about this, too, but it's kind of like just doing the trusting process of the unexpected and just try and follow through. Just because it's not what you envision doesn't mean it's not good. Good. It could be great. You just got to trust it and take it day by day. I love that. So. I think it's kind of countercultural because society lays such a harsh timeline on us about at 25, you should be married. By oh 30, God, you yes. should have two kids. By this, and even going through my miscarriage in October and now being pregnant, like the timeline was something that was top of mind to me when we were wanting to grow our family. And I just would sit there and think, why am I letting this get to me? Like, why is this something that is even coming up in my head? Yeah, it's these unwritten rules that we all have, like, almost engraved in us from our society Mm -hmm. that, you know, like, you have to meet all these expectations by this certain time of your life that are truly unrealistic. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's kind of unfair, and we have to, as a society, learn to drop those. Yeah, Ugh, and stop asking people when they're going to have another kid. Yes. Oh, Lord. Or when they're going to get in a relationship. Yes. <laughs> It'll happen when it happens. Exactly. That's a perfect answer. Okay, well, thank you all for listening today. I um, will post Alex's content links in the show notes. <laughs> so go you. give her a follow and check her out. And as always, we'll have more exciting episodes coming. So tune in and we will chat then. Bye guys. Bye.